Hello, I'm your host, Gemma Holbert, and welcome to the Yachts You Podcast. This space is entirely dedicated to authentic conversations about life at sea. Through thoughtful chats and real experiences, I talk with some of the most insightful men and women in the yachting industry. No questions off the table as we dive into the wonderful and absurd world of stewardesses. Before starting today's episode, I wanted to share with all of you a really exciting partnership between the Yacht Stew and Salacia Yachting. Together, we have created and are launching the first admin-focused Chief Stewardess course. We cover everything from work lists to hiring with loads of downloadables and videos to make it as easy to follow as possible. The course is fully online, you can work at your own pace, and you will have lifetime access. If you are interested, head over to www.theyachtstu.com forward slash courses to learn more and be one of the first to sign up. Welcome back to another episode of the Yachtstu podcast. I am so, so excited to have you here today and talk about something that is a topic we can all relate to and hopefully we can all take a huge amount away from what's going to be brought to your attention today. My guest, funnily enough, is also named Gemma, so not to get confused between the two of us. So Gemma, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's so great to be on. I have admired your writing for a very long time. Um, I'm sure many of you have probably read her blog posts that have been featured on various platforms. And you are kind of now navigating into the world of business. So I would love to kind of <laughs> hear a little bit more about yourself and then we can kind of crack on and talk about your business. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, I've been in the yachting industry for the last eight years, uh, working on board different size yachts, mainly sailing yachts. I basically have always been a keen writer. So I've been dabbling with some uh, travel writing in the yachting industry. And then the last maybe year, two years, I've had quite a bit of interest in the environment and sustainability. And I started to write a lot um, of different articles about it. And then I thought, how good would it be if something actually, a, pl- a platform actually came about that I could kind of share my resources and ideas about sustainability with with other yacht crew as well? I think you're, you're absolutely right that it's it's a topic that's being spoken about. But I find that there is so much information out there. It is so hard to... yeah. Just take away even just small, tangible pieces of information. So how did the thought of creating, you know, more of a business around this come about? Yeah, well, it kind of started out of a bit of frustration, really, because as you say, there's so much information out there. And I was spending so much time kind of uh, like researching all products and different sustainable methods. I just wish there was kind of one platform where I could access it. And it was actually related to yachting. So our our platform's kind of unpacking all the world's eco info, but making it relevant in like simple and easy to the yachting industry for yacht crew to access. Well, thank you, because goodness knows we need it. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. And obviously, yachting is not the most sustainable industry. Mm. So what's kind of your take on, on bringing awareness to that? Yeah. So yeah, as you said, like, I don't know if people have heard, but a lot of um, people refer to, you know, sustainable yachting as an oxymoron and how it could never be sustainable with just purely the amount of fuel (laughs) the big yachts are burning. 
But in terms of sustainable, I kind of came about it because there are so many billions of practices and actions that as yacht crew, we do on a day to day basis that perhaps we're not even aware that are having such a huge impact on the environment. So I kind of wanted to reverse those actions and, and encourage a new, a new dimension into how the yachts are run. And in, like I kind of thought originally my idea for sustainable was to, to go through the management companies and to kind of go from the top down. But I realized that change actually is a lot more effective from the bottom up. And there's so many yacht crew out there on a day-to-day basis doing all these unsustainable things that perhaps they don't know about, that if we could change that, in time, the whole industry, kind of like a domino effect, and the whole industry will start having to respond. I like that thought of, you know, management can only do so much and not mm. to take anything away from them. But I do think that the crew are the ones that we do, we eat, live, breathe on this one vessel. So yeah. <laughs> we make the conscious effort to make the changes and it is going to be noticed and recognized and then maybe become more of a procedure as opposed to more of an option. Exactly. And I think unless unless the issues are actually brought to the forefront of people's minds with the industry, especially crew, nothing's going to change. That's where I that's where I kind of want sustainable to go like I I want people to realize that you know as dramatic as it sounds if there isn't action taken from ourselves as yacht crew then we may actually find ourselves without an industry in the future with the way the world's going so as much as that's quite scary I think that actually does make you go oh my gosh you're so right (laughs) yeah it's not something that can really be ignored any longer It's very evident and it's right in front of us. So it really is up to us to make a conscious effort to say, right, how am I going to be a part of the change here? Exactly. Yeah. What are your thoughts about discussing sustainability? I know some people think, obviously, with yachting, what's the point? It's a bit of a lost cause. Surely, though, just having conversations like this is an important way to push things forward. So what is kind of your thoughts on just starting the conversation versus those who think, well, what's the point? And how do you kind of tackle that mentality? Yeah. And as you say, like a, a lot of people do get disheartened by the the huge scale of the issues when thinking about sustainability. But I think that, in you know, instead of actually making the change and doing something about it, that's where, they're, because they feel like they won't make a difference, that's where they're wrong. So it's actually the small actions and changes that are going to make a difference. And We've, we've, um, as a company, we've published quite a few blogs about surrounding this, about the power of the individual, and how, as I said, that domino effect can lead on to to those bigger changes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I think that's great as well because anyone that's listening, whether they're on yachts or not, or whether they're you know a head of department or a green steward or deckhand just starting out, I think it's really empowering to think, wow, I still have a voice and I can actually do something about this. You know, whether I'm handed the boat credit card to go out and buy sustainable products or not, I still have a hand in, you know, the practices on board or or just making others aware. I think that's quite an empowering thought. Yeah, exactly. And it's just that that's the thing. Like the whole mindset is is one of the most important things, like ensuring that on board that you have a sustainable mindset and actually bringing it, you know, into the conversation whether that's to to bring it into your morning meeting the end having like a an agenda for sustainability a lot of boats don't even raise raise the conversation about it so I mean if if for example if people have crew on board that don't think that change is important then I would strongly suggest explaining why and 
you know, showing showing alternatives, showing viable alternatives, allowing them to break out of the traditions that perhaps crew are kind of set in their ways sometimes. Yeah, that's kind of where the resources came from, the, the idea of creating these resources so that people have a go-to and they can access that information and then share it with, with crew on board. That is what sets your company apart, is you're not just telling people to be sustainable, you're giving them the resources to have those conversations, to make small steps, to, you know, I know eventually um, you said that you want to have more products and you're giving basically everyone the chance to go down every single avenue that's available to them. So if they're only in the position of raising awareness, you're providing the resources for them to have that conversations, which I think too often it's a bit of a lecture of, well, you need to be doing this as opposed to why. Um, yeah. And I think that's yeah. just crucially important. Yeah. Um, like we've actually recently launched our infographics page, which is just like a simple um, infographic PDF that people can print off and perhaps put, put around the crew mess. And it's just one of those kind of conversation starters that can truly lead to actual change. If, if someone's thinking, oh, you know, why shouldn't if the chef's like, why shouldn't I be using the plastic wrapping for every single leftover And then you can kind of show why, show the reasonings and give a list of alternatives. And nine times out of 10, the change is very easy and tends to actually be more economically viable as well. I agree with that completely. There was one boat a few years ago and we were very fortunate. We had a captain that was incredibly eco-conscious and he organized a meeting and we sat down and we changed all of the cleaning products on board and the owners had a newborn. So that's kind of how we were fortunate Uh, in that. Yeah. Selling it to the owners was, well, you have a newborn and we want to make sure we're you yeah. know, as clean and eco-friendly as possible. And I was actually shocked because I, I did think it would cost a lot more. So I was concerned when we brought it to management. Mm. But the second selling point was it was actually cheaper because we weren't buying 10 products. Yeah. We were buying one or two exactly, that you know, yeah. are really versatile. And that's that it goes. A big thing, obviously, in the industry is plastic water bottles. And a lot of management kick up a fuss because they're like, well, we can't spend 4,000 euros on implementing the filtration system that you need. Um, You know, we'll carry on buying plastic bottles. But actually, if you do the maths, it it works out that, yes, it's an outlay to start with. But in the longer term, you save a huge amount of money on think how many plastic water bottles you're buying for however many crew and however many guests. So yeah, the longer term solutions are definitely more viable. Without a doubt. And and speaking of plastic water bottles, um, I have been lucky to be on some boats. I'm sure you're the same that have the filtration systems yeah. and then unfortunate that some don't. And I was that person every safety meeting, the first of every month, I always brought it up and the engineers were super against it. And I just thought, I'm just going to keep saying this until... <laughs> Someone listens because <laughs> as a chief stew or just as a crew member in general, provisioning oh, in the yeah, Caribbean, exactly. for example, <laughs> is just a nightmare. Yeah. Like it's it's actually not making your life any easier yeah. by shying away from that. So what would you say now is your plan with sustainable yachting? You know, obviously you're a startup, which is so exciting. I'm I'm so pumped to kind of see it grow. But what is your you know, your plan and where do you hope to move forward? Yeah, sure. So obviously, yeah, as you as you mentioned, we're a startup. So we're in our kind of our first kind of initial phase of launch. So at the moment, that's we're focusing on basically building up the resources that I've touched upon and the content that we provide. 
but the content actually is, is usually a collaboration with some key sustainability players as well in the industry. So we're kind of uh, working on our network there as well. And hopefully we'll get some more collaborations in the future. So we've launched our first handbook and shortly our second handbook, which will be for heads of department, will be launching soon. And then weekly we publish blog posts and monthly we have a newsletter. Uh, so that's kind of where we are, where we're at at the moment. I hope to see in kind of the next kind of four to five months that we're launching our second phase, which will be our uh, sustainable product and service portal. So kind of, as I said, wanting to be that one platform for everything sustainable in the industry that will then in the future include the products and services available in the industry for crew to access. That is incredible. And just from a business point of view, I have to admire how much work and effort you're putting into this in addition to being a full-time crew member. <laughs> you have must have the most impeccable time management. That's amazing. <laughs> Organization has always been my strong point, but yes, it is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Huge. Yeah, I suppose though when it is something that is so important and can yeah. affect the lives of so so many, it's easy you know, to put in the extra hours and not think twice about it, because this is going to make a huge impact in the industry. And it's an impact that we so greatly need. Yeah. And I guess like when when you say that, like the first word that came to my head just then it was it's kind of a cliche, you know, like, oh, I want to make a difference. I want to help. But actually, without this, you know, there is no other future. Like you have to start thinking about sustainability. There's no other way. So, yeah, I, I kind of got fed up of just kind of doing it myself and thinking, oh, what, what, like, where do I look? So, and spending so much time. And I thought I could now put that time into actually developing the resources that we need. So hence sustainable. I think that's beautiful. And all of the best businesses or organizations or however you want to put it, I think are always created out of a place of wanting to fix a problem Yeah, or recognizing an issue and going, well, there's no one out here doing it. That's, I want to do that, you know, for the industry. So I think that's just the key to really getting everything out there is you are fixing a problem that we all have. There is no one in yachting, I don't think, that could raise our hands right now and say, I have it down pat. I know how to do everything sustainable <laughs> on the entire boat across all departments. Yeah. So I think that's just amazing. What advice do you have for crew? Because I know it, it is a lot easier talking about it versus implementing change and, and actually going for it and walking the walk. So let's maybe chat about you know, some advice that you have and how crew can really tackle the barriers to change? Because I know that that is a huge issue. Yeah, definitely. And we actually provided a blog post a few months ago, actually, on overcoming the barriers of change. So we kind of set it out into like a few categories. So for example, one barrier could obviously be the owner. And that is, you know, when it comes to when it comes to the yacht, owners obviously have the final say in pretty much everything. So that can sometimes obviously hinder the way the yachts managed and run. So basically, the the way that we've described to overcome owner issues, owner barriers, is to to really dig deep and explain the reasons and the advantages behind the change that you're trying to make on board. I think one of the most important things is that you can very easily say, look, we want to change X, Y, and Z. But if you don't have the research and the viable alternatives to overcome the issues, they're never going to look seriously at the change. Another one is, is the legislation. 
within the industry, which at the moment is definitely lacking. As you said, it's, you know, at the moment, it's a choice. So, you know, it's an option to be sustainable. So I think that sustainability really needs to to be made accountable and actually to, to go to the top of people's agenda. Kind of similar to health and safety. I kind of see that as a on par at the moment. And although although there is a lack of legislation, how the, you know to overcome that is that, as I said before, the power of the individual, like we can still make a change. We don't have to be told that you have to make a change every X days and it has to be like this and you have to follow this procedure, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, so basically trying to bump, bump sustainability up to the top of people's thinking and, and to spur on the further change, which hopefully the legislation will then come in time. I really, really like that thought of it being at the same level as health and safety. Mm, Because when you compare it to that, then I think it almost becomes a Mm no-brainer of, well, you wouldn't sacrifice safety for the vessel, so why are we sacrificing sustainability? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And another, another barrier that we've kind of identified is knowledge. And as I said, like a lot of crew want to make the change, but don't really either don't really know how to or don't have the time to find out how so knowledge really is you know power and sometimes in today's world it can be on overload which is another reason why we want to unpack all that information and just make it simple and easy with the go-to resources so hopefully we can we can help people understand more and and point them in the right direction another barrier that I've also touched on is is mentality. So if you don't have the right mentality on board, then change becomes a lot harder. <laughs> you get a lot of kickback from from crew that aren't perhaps on board with with the thinking of sustainability. And it's hard to break away from their current habits and ways of doing things. I mentioned before, not that I'm being biased, but chefs, for example, like if they're using a lot of unsustainable products, like it's but that's what they've always done. It's harder for them to break away from that and this comes down to the viable alternatives that you can hopefully present to them so definitely and there are so many options for the endless amount of ziploc bags that people throw away i do put mine in the dishwasher i don't know if other (laughs) people do that if it doesn't have raw meat in my mom always did that and i just i've always done that but yeah yeah yeah. you know outside of using saran wrap or cling film there are so many other options as well exactly and that's one of the things as well like sustainability used to kind of sacrifice luxury perhaps but now there are so many brands out there that are creating these great viable and actually a lot better alternatives than the unsustainable ones so i think in yachting sometimes we can get a stigma of oh you know that's that doesn't have the word super yacht in front of it. So I can't possibly use it on board. But actually, there are a lot of things that we can use as viable alternatives. That's a great reminder, a really great reminder, because just because a boat's always used a certain toiletries, for example, guest yeah. toiletries, mm. does not mean to say, you know, that you can't perhaps look into something a little different or yeah. even smaller changes. I've, I've seen a few stewardesses who are really leading the way online with sustainable practices who you know, bought bamboo toothbrushes for guests. That is not a huge change, but that is one small step in the right direction. And it just yeah. we just need to do enough of those to really start moving forward. Exactly. And, you know, on a daily, weekly basis, I'm seeing so many more companies coming out of the woodwork as well of, of changing their ethos, especially in yachting. A lot of the big suppliers are 
changing their tact already and providing those alternatives. So hopefully in, in time, there won't be an unsustainable alternative to pe- for people to choose. So <laughs> that kind of brings me to what I was saying about logistics. Like sometimes that can be a barrier because there isn't an option for somebody to, to buy a, a sustainable alternative. But Now there is. Without a doubt. And your take as well on the mass shopping spree was quite interesting. I know I I read about that. And you were just saying how so many crew think that they have to go out and just buy everything that's suddenly eco-friendly and all the gadgets and whatnot. But if you do have perfectly good items on board, you really should be using those up before moving on because otherwise you are just throwing away more stuff and that is not the purpose of this. Yeah. So how, you know, would you kind of tackle that if you have crew on board that suddenly want to go eco-friendly and throw everything away how would you speak with them if that came up on board I think that well as you say yeah a lot a lot of yachts do tend to turn to the mass shopping spree before anything else to sell you know throwing money at a problem is is one term that I've heard in yachting before but yeah I would basically we take it department by department and find the unsustainable items that are currently being used and whether they can be repurposed or used up and then just not like rather than just thrown in the bin actually use them up and then when it goes to replacing that certain product or item looking for that viable alternative so yeah yeah I mean in terms of perfectly usable items I'm just thinking for example like Tupperware a lot of people think that Tupperware is not completely sustainable and obviously it's it's the plastic so people think oh let's throw out all the Tupperware and go out and, and buy glass dishes for example but that's not really the the concept of sustainability that we're trying to get across. Mm, I like that so often when you maybe do go down the sustainable route and you find sites where you can buy everything you are very much encouraged to almost clean house get rid of everything and start fresh yeah but you just how are you supposed to propose that to a captain as well? If that is the route you wanted to go, I think that would be very difficult to be like, hi, so everything on board we're getting rid of yeah. we're starting fresh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As opposed to these are the changes we want to make. It's going to be this month we're going to run out of this, so we want to change it with that. Yeah. And I think if if you do put in the time and effort in it, based on kind of the resources you're providing, I don't feel as though it would take that much time. But if you could put in a small plan, even just for your department, just start there and then present it to the captain, I think that would be a great way of doing your due diligence, but also showing that you care enough to really put in the time and effort. Yeah. And I've, as you said, with um, like going on board and throwing everything off, like I have unfortunately seen yachts that have done that with, you know, they've had endless, endless supply of cleaning products, everything you could ever think of cleaning and 10 different brands for that particular cleaning purpose. And they go on and they're like, okay, not sustainable. Let's just literally throw it all away. And you're like, well, I'm sure there's, you know, you can, as you say, get through it slowly and then replace it with an alternative when it comes to getting rid of the product. There's just so many ways that if we were just a little more open-minded as opposed to staying with what we've always known or with what we've always been taught, that we could make a huge difference. Even just food waste, for example, on um, my most recent vessel, Every, the fridge got emptied every day for tea break the lids got taken off you know <laughs> spoons got put in the dishes because when the boys came down if it wasn't out and open they didn't touch it and we would literally run out of leftovers the chef would come in you know right after tea break to grab whatever leftovers to try and reuse them and there'd be nothing left and that is something tiny 
that yeah. takes yeah. two minutes it's crazy as well like as you said like spoons are put in the box so they're actually used it's the same with fruit I find like if fruit isn't cut up and put out on a plate it doesn't get eaten and then you find yourself at the end of the week with 20 mangoes that just haven't been touched and <laughs> or like smoothies you know like there doesn't need to be food waste is incredible and unfortunately it is incredible on board as well and that is such an easy thing to to turn around something that's come up in a few podcast recordings now is a lot of stews are going towards dried flowers or fake flowers yeah. as opposed to having thousands upon thousands of euros worth of flowers every week and while I understand that can be an owner's preference and you don't always have the leeway I think even just two or three settings every trip using at the end of the trip using dried flowers instead of doing a second run ashore to pick up more fresh flowers or something that again is something really small that could actually save you time because you already know what you have on board you've got the table setting planned yeah and it's not going to cost you any more money so it's just really simple I think open-minded options out there that people just need to be a lot more aware of yeah definitely we actually did a uh, collaboration with um ethereal blooms as well and they yeah yeah they're great like it's amazing and actually some of the statistics about fresh flowers are quite amazing about you know the unsustainability of them so I love it I think it's just a really exciting time of more change with the last few months of so many people you know being stuck on their boats for a long period of time everyone was doing a lot more reading and researching and courses and it's just a great time I think of people wanting to have more knowledge and move forward I guess empowerment of you know I actually have the ability to make changes here I've had the time to research and now it's time to implement yeah exactly and in terms of change like what we're saying about change I think a big thing as well in yachting is if that change isn't particularly easy then it doesn't happen and that's what I that was kind of one of the other things that prompted me with sustainable like the research the resources and the products etc it all needs to be there it all needs to be in front of someone and then the actual change needs to be achievable and there needs to be as little upheaval as possible so I don't ever suggest going on board changing all departments every you know every single action that they have that's unsustainable and changing that in one go like everything needs to be little by little yeah I agree that's how things are gonna fall into place and I think that's how you will get those at the top more in tune with what's going on on board as if they just see the gradual changes I th- mm. you know let's say I don't know a 10 year old boat well run you know same management company and someone comes on board and suddenly they see that everything's changed in the crew mass <laughs> they're immediately going to go well how much did this cost why did we do this yeah. you know why were we spoken about whereas if they do see the gradual changes I think that that's certainly just easier on the crew members I think who are you have to share the news of the changes and yeah, and take it from there. So you also have an ambassador program. That's actually how I found out about you because I saw that being advertised on Instagram. So I would love to hear a bit more about the program and what your thought process was with that. Yeah, we've recently launched our yeah first ambassador program, as you said. And it was basically a way of creating kind of a community of like-minded crew. So I was seeing a lot more people a lot more crews specifically on Instagram sharing their like tips their advice and things and I thought it would be great if as a whole community we could all join up and who are actually committed to making change and adapting their processes on board either who already have or who are really keen to start basically yeah who want to be part of a community that that share and inspire 
other crew to, to make similar changes on board. So it's a yeah new program. We'll actually be publishing a blog soon with a short bio of, of all the ambassadors that will be involved. And our first kind of few tasks will be them working through our sustainable steps, which are from our handbook, and basically sharing their journey of, of how they're making the change and how they're finding it. And importantly as well, if they are coming across any barriers and, and how we kind of as a community are helping overcome those quite a lot of future projects and campaigns kind of in the pipeline for the program we're going to reveal them as time goes on and it's kind of going to be a more organic process of the program and how the individual crew are getting on with it and yeah going from there we're excited about this (laughs) so stay tuned everybody because there's a lot going on (laughs) I really hope for your sake that you have a really quiet winter season yes I do I do luckily (laughs) good otherwise gosh you're just going to be so so busy and what are your future plans or goals for uh, sustainable yachting Uh, Yeah, so uh, fundamentally, really, our goal is to be the platform that yacht crew go to for everything sustainable in yachting. And I'm not sure we've really touched on it, but sustainability is such a huge encompassing topic. It's, it's It's not just about the environment. We also want to touch on, you know, like the cultural side of sustainability and and the well-being of crew. Uh, the impacts that a yacht has on a culture when they when they're traveling to more remote areas, etc. So yeah, we're we're obviously a huge, huge, huge focus on the environment, but obviously as well thinking outside of that of that eco-friendly box is also important. And we've got some collaborations in the pipeline that are going to touch on other areas of sustainability. So a lot more future plans. In the short term, we're obviously launching our resources, carrying on with our ambassador program and, and developing that and seeing how that goes. Uh, long, longer term, we're looking at our product and service portal, as I mentioned, and then hopefully in, in sometime in the future, we'll hopefully be launching some onboard workshops as well. So I find that if crew are demonstrated a change, it's a lot easier to then for them to then carry that on. So obviously, in, in the time of, of COVID, that hasn't been able to be an option, but hopefully soon we'll, we'll be able to get on board as well. That's incredible. I can just see how this is going to take off in the most positive and empowering way for all crew that are wanting to make a change. And I do think as well, while your platform is so specific to yachting, for anyone that is wanting to make more you know, sustainable changes maybe in their workplace, outside of their home, I think those resources as well could be just really advantageous for anyone who is needing to talk to a boss or a manager or someone to just go, hey, this is important to me. How can we have that conversation and how can we make some more changes? So yeah. thank you for creating that. <laughs> um, I just think it's it's brilliant. And you're just taking away that element of being overwhelmed by it all, I think, which is so crucial. Yeah, exactly. That's That was our aim. So we hope to continue doing that and making it just simple and easy. Exciting. So Gemma, where can everybody find you online? Where can they go check you out and follow along? Yeah, sure. So our website is so it's sustainableyachting.com. Nice and simple. On there, we've got our downloadable resources and our news and blog page. Um, there's also a newsletter tab where people can sign up and then receive our monthly newsletter. And then on all social networks, we're just at Sustainable Yachting. So if people give us a follow and yeah, send us a message if anyone has any more 
questions or, or wants any advice. Thank you again, Gemma. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I am just so excited to support you guys in any capacity I can and, and share as, as you progress and uh, the company grows. That would be great. Well, thanks so much for having me on and allowing me to explain some things. It's been great. Yeah, us too. We've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you could please share, rate, and review. Have an idea for a podcast topic or want to be our next guest? Get in touch through at the Yachtstu on Instagram or send an email to hello at the And be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode.